Welcome to We Are Venomaniacs, the Venom Site's official podcast for all of your symbiote news, reviews, and point of views. My name is Orion, and I'm joined by my fellow co-host, Carlos. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode is a special crossover with Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast, one of our partners at The Collective. Joining us from Into the Night is Ray. Welcome to our vile, dark corner of the web, O denizen of the Midnight Sun. How's it going, everyone? It's uh, really good to be here. Thanks, Orion, for inviting me. And, and yes, I'm excited to chat Moon Knight and Venom with uh, yourself and Carlos. Yeah. So... Ray joins us today to help us review episode three of Disney XD's Spider-Man Maximum Venom animated series, the episode titled Vengeance of Venom. So do you want to explain to our and your listeners why you grace our airwaves today, Ray? (laughs) Uh, For sure, absolutely. Uh, Myself, along with many other loonies, as we like to call them, uh, Moon Knight fans, uh, excited at the prospect of seeing Moon Knight on the screen. Uh, now, we've got the Disney Plus TV show coming, but before that, uh, we've discovered that he's actually popped up in Marvel's Spider-Man. So uh, this uh, episode three is is a very... Uh, it's been a long time between drinks, let's just say that, with Moon Knight on screen. So I'm very excited to to have watched it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's great, too, because this is the second time Mar- uh, Moon Knight has crossed paths with uh, Spider-Man in the animated uh, universe. Uh, the first time was with um, the very last Christmas episode for Ultimate Spider-Man. And uh, what were your thoughts on that that little appearance? Yeah, I-, I thought it was I thought it was good. I mean, I'll, I'll hold the same kind of... Uh, I guess perspective going into this episode three as well, but I'd, I'd like to very much kind of separate the Moon Knight uh, in animated with Moon Knight in the comics. So uh, I didn't have too much of a problem um, I, uh, how he was depicted. I thought it was it was done in a very fun way, of a kind of very light way. Um, and at the same time, there were also I remember a couple of references to the comics which I found were cool. Like um, I think there was made mention about him. Uh, um, not or rather taking a blow than defending it, and I thought, oh, that's that's pretty cool. We we definitely know that from the comics, but yeah, it, it was fun. And with Spidey, there's always always quips. <laughs> yes, yes. And then um, the last time he popped up before this episode was in Avengers Assemble um, Battle World, or um, was it Secret Wars? It was a single episode where uh, he was like a, a defender for the Egyptian land or whatever. And uh, that was another different take on Moon Knight. Like, it seems like we get different takes of Moon Knight each time he appears on screen. Mm, oh, for sure. Um, so that second, I, I enjoyed that, actually. And again, it was a very different kind of looking Moon Knight, uh, voiced by Gideon Emery, uh, fantastic voice actor as well. C- kind of gave him, apparently, I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not American, but apparently gave him a Chicago kind of accent. And it was a slight difference there, I could tell, between uh, himself and, and the other Avengers. But uh, no, that was a lot of fun. A little bit more over the top, if I can say that. I mean, the Ultimate Spidey had um, Mysterio and, and the likes of um, uh, Doctor Strange, I think, even as well. Uh, but in the Avengers Assemble, it was um, Egyptian mummies, uh, zombies, and and uh, and it was a good nod to Conchu as well. 
Yes, definitely. So now it brings us to uh, Maximum Venom Episode 3, Vengeance of Venom, which is the next time we see Moon Knight. And, and once again, it's a very different uh, take on Moon Knight. But before we get to that... Um, since we are Venomaniacs hasn't covered Maximum Venom yet, I'm just going to, uh, we're, well, we're all going to give a short synopsis of the story so far. And uh, Ray will give us a brief summary of episode right after. So let me start off by uh, giving you the story so far. Venom, an alien symbiote from outer space, has been trapped on Earth and experimented upon by Max Modell and NASA. After several breakout attempts involving Spider-Man and Eddie Brock, Venom finally makes his big break from captivity and pursues the mission he was set uh, to Earth for, planting a beacon to summon his kind and invade Earth for its abundance of hosts. But with the help of his amazing friends, Spider-Man uh, finally destroys Venom once and for all and foils his plans to use the Seed Beacon. All right, uh, so Carlos, how about you take us away with the second part? But the story doesn't end there. When Baby Groot arrives on Earth with a dire message for his defenders, Spider-Man, Ironheart, Amadeus Cho, Totally Awesome Hulk, and Doctor Strange fight with AIM to keep Groot and their sinister... To keep them from their sinister grasp. Upon uh, defeating AIM's forces, Groot's message is finally translated with the help of Doctor Strange's magic. The message depicts Star-Lord's warning to Earth's defenders that a symbiote invasion force is headed to Earth before he and the rest of the Guardians of the Galaxy are overrun with their symbiote uh, assailants. And now with Groot amongst them, Spidey and the band of heroes are quickly accosted by the Venomized Avengers. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Captain Marvel, and Hawkeye attack the unsuspecting crew who first think it's the backup they were hoping for. All but Spidey and Ironheart are assimilated and the pair flee. They soon discover that the Venomized Avengers are luring all the heroes in an attempt to assimilate them all, so the race is on for Spidey and Riri to find some allies. Cloak and Dagger are found, with Cloak already possessed by the symbiote, and though they valiantly fight on, soon Dagger and even Ironheart are assimilated as the enemy. Spidey is forced to find out May as he soon discovers the symbiotes know who he is and his loved ones are, and he soon comes across another horde of the possessed which threatens to overwhelm him. Suddenly, a Mark Spectre appears, and though reluctant, he teams up with Spidey to battle the ever-increasing Clintar symbiotes, who hope to take over the world. Mark Spectre, though at first reluctant to don the white costume, returns as the once-retired Moon Knight, and with a little help from some surviving citizens, ably led by Aunt May, they manage to quell the invasion. Excellent. Thank you so much, you guys. And uh, let's just jump into it. Um... How about we jump into uh first let's let's give some thoughts about um the designs of these characters because uh there's there's been a bit of controversy within the, oh, Ven- the Venom uh circle here our our Venom maniacs about how there ah. seems to be a disconnect between uh Patrick Brown's uh concept art the promotional art that's used for merchandising and for um the toys and stuff uh, versus what was depicted on screen. Yeah, there's a huge disconnect, and it's 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 rather shocking. And yeah, so I take it, Carlos, you're pretty unhappy. <laughs> yeah, I'm or... I'm kind of a little somewhat bothered. 
Pat, uh, Brown's art, uh, I mean, from the promotion art that we've seen many months ago, I think during the beginning of 2020, like all the designs from Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Groot, uh, Miles Morales, and, and uh, Ghost Spider, right? They have all been great. Um, now, the thing is, is that for the, the new Spider-Man cartoons animation, I'm not really uh, a fan of it. Um, I wasn't really too keen on Venom's design per take. Um, and as Maximum Venom was airing, I was kind of, you know, looking forward to the designs. And once episode three hit and when I finally watched it, I was like, um, is there something missing here? Because Iron Man's design doesn't look like the prom- promotional art and nor does the others, right? And I'm just like, this is yeah. it's kind of a bummer seeing it on screen. So it... It just didn't really mesh well with me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Why, the, why the, would it have changed? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Ryan. Oh, no, no. It's all right. I was just... Yeah, it's, that's, that, that is a good question. Why would have... You know, why are we... Why does uh, Disney or Marvel, um, whoever's running the show, ignore using such great designs from Patrick Brown? I mean, I, I myself am not a huge fan of venomized designs of characters. I, I'm... I just I'm not a huge fan of Venomized whatsoever, um, but I have to admit Patrick Brown's designs were pretty cool, and the fact that they were ignored for the show and instead we get some kind of very basic and very very bland uh, images or you know designs, I I think that's um, it's a constant problem with the Spider-Man show because. Uh, We've always seen uh, really cool promotional art for the different characters and everything, and then when we finally see them in the shows, it's always a different kind of design. Like, and the thing is too is like the of course, you know, Disney funding the show and whoever the animators are, you know, they obviously they want to use whatever is the ch- they want to go the cheapest route, right? Because if they were, I mean, I understand if they were to actually put more effort and really put attention to detail of course the animation cost would be would go up tremendously for that uh but again it's just the execution how it was pulled off now that i've seen some of these characters venomized it again it's just it's not that great but yeah yeah i I think um and and there have been a lot of comments about i mean this was when i posted it in our uh, facebook group about um, Moon Knight being in the animated Spidey series, a lot of people were talking about the the animation and how kind of how bad it is. Um, look, I, I'm by no means an expert or, or watch that much animation. Um, I thought it was decent, but I can definitely see what you mean. Uh, there's a lot of all all the figures kind of seem flat, and and I think as you say, Carlos, uh, if they added a bit more texture, which would bump up the cost of the animation if they kind of rounded out the figures instead of making them look so flat then i I think the venoms like the venomized costumes would look a lot better um because uh, you know we're talking about a symbiote and and clintar and and it's kind of meant to be gooey and and kind of uh uh you know viscous and all that um you don't you don't get that real sense in the animation oh yeah totally yeah and it's funny um the the animated version of uh, Venomized Iron Man uh, kind of reminded me of a uh, not official symbiote character, um, but an official Marvel character, Dreadface from Fantastic Four comics. (laughs) 
because uh, because we like we like to think Dreadface is a symbiote because of the different properties it has. It's like that's obviously a symbiote, but Marvel hasn't come out and said he's a symbiote. But Iron Man was definitely giving me some Dreadface vibes. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm familiar with with Dreadface. He sounds like a pretty cool <laughs> pretty cool character. Yeah, I, I will say that the only. From what I saw, I think the only character that was actually consistent was um, was uh, Gwenum or Ghost Spider. Her uh, her look oh, yeah. was actually, I think, oh. the only one that was accurate, and that was it. So, yeah, right, yeah, I remember her. Uh, yeah, Thor looked really weird. I thought something was going wrong with his head there. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah it just that, didn't yeah. seem. I think it must have been his helmet or something, but it just looked like he had a, a weirdly shaped head. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Spider Gwen um, was pretty cool, I would say. Cloak was very kind of middle of the road. I mean, there's not much you can do there. Yeah, and I, I definitely want to say I like the fact that um, this series uh, has used the um, the voice acting talents of uh live action cloak and dagger uh olivia holt and um yeah oh what's his name yeah Uh, or or, aubrey's joseph yes 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 audrey joseph yeah yeah Yeah. wow i did Um, not know that (laughs) yeah so that was pretty they were from the uh cloak and dagger tv show which only got two seasons before it was canceled which is unfair i'd say because i love that show (laughs) it was good yeah yeah it's nice you know I, I'd um I'd go even further and say Olivia Holt did a really good job. I thought uh, she must have I think done voice acting before or, or just comes naturally. But uh, she's got yeah she's got she very much sounds like a um, a very professional voice actor. <laughs> when um, whereas Aubrey I guess he did very well as well. But since he was already possessed in the in the episode, his voice was uh, manipulated already with sound effects, so um, couldn't really get as much of his um, inflections and, you know, acting skills in there. Yeah, when you hear him in the earlier episodes before the season, you could definitely hear, oh, yeah, that was definitely Aubrey ah. from, the, from the TV show. Yeah. Cool. But, um, yeah, so besides the symbiote designs, um, how about Moon Knight's design? Because this is, <laughs> again, you know, it's, it's funny because uh, in... The uh, Ultimate Spider-Man series. He had a, um, a his his design was closer to just the cla- the, the retro classic, you know, uh, yes. white and just full white bodysuit, you know. And yeah, then, with, with the the shaded the shaded face, like the the, the, yeah. the blackened mask, yeah, yeah. And yeah then this is very with, different. Yeah, yeah and oh, then, sorry, yeah, no, and um, then with the Avengers Assemble, we got the Declan Shalvey Moon Knight design. And then uh, with this one, we got something completely different. So this is like a completely <laughs> unique design. It, it was. Um, it's really funny. One of the Facebook pages, uh, Moon Knight Core, that produced a lot of really hilarious memes on Moon Knight. I think someone made mention that he's wearing a raincoat uh, that looks, <laughs> uh, or at least a trench coat or something. Yeah, very different. I think it was more practical based. Um, and his mask was, I mean, Moon Knight... Typically in the comics, um, goes 
back and forth between having a black mask and actually a white mask as well. This one was more of the the white ilk. Um, I I liked it. Uh, there was a bit of yellow there as well, maybe referencing uh, the Fist of Conchu series where he started wearing like the, the uh, gold. Egyptian. Mm, the gold, yeah, and the relics yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but what did, what did you think, Ryan? Did you like it? I kind of liked it. I I like. I'm I'm always open to you know new interpretations of of Moon Knight's costume. Um, this one, I the the belt was kind of weirding me out because I was like, what's going on with that belt? Uh, it's is it like a bit thick around uh, the 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 edges? Is it, it, it was a very weird belt, but um. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like the way they did the the cowl and the um and the cape. Mm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're good. And- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh no, I was about to say, I was about to ask Carlos because um, Carlos, I understand, uh, not uh, you know, you haven't followed Moon Knight, I guess, that much as well. What's your uh, impression of like what? What do you think of when you when you um, think of Moon Knight, the more classic costume or more Mr. Knight? Or- <laughs> well, um, well, again, I haven't really never touched upon Moon Knight before, but this was more of a introduction to the character in this episode for me. Now, again, like I've, I've heard of Moon Knight. I just never really uh, delve into the, the lore that the, the characterization. So when I, when I finally saw him on, on screen on, on the cartoon, um, like he was a very hot headed, loose cannon, take no prisoners. Uh, like he was trying to survive and you know, he, he, it was a very interesting take and like, I, I actually didn't, I did enjoy it. Um, you know, I do like the costume design and, and of course, like I've heard before, like sometimes when I go to a comic store and I'm just reading my comics, people bring up Moon Knight from, you know, from time to time, and some people kind of compare him to uh, the Dark Knight, aka Batman, in in some ways. So I could kind of see the similarities, but it's not one hundred percent. So uh, again, like his his inclusion in this episode, I actually did enjoy. It was actually pretty good. So I would, I, I actually did like it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, Moon Knight, um, probably the better designed character in this episode. I would say. Hmm. Um, yeah. Now, moving moving on from design standpoint, um, let's talk about characters, uh, and we'll we'll just address the elephant in the room: Moon Knight. <laughs> the the reason that Ray is here, that we're have this nice crossover podcast. Let's talk about Moon Knight. Um, so, what was your take with with this with this version of Moon Knight, Ray? Like, how did you feel about it? Yeah, uh, there's a bit of, um, I guess in one part, I was quite happy that he did get a lot of screen time and they did, uh, kind of give him, James Dimitas gave him an angle, which was basically being the reluctant hero, um, hung up the cowl and all that. Uh, on the other hand as well, it really did ignore a lot of what I think makes Moon Knight as well. And and it's interesting, Carlos, that you said that, um, which is good, that you found enough difference between him and, and say, Batman, um, because this interpretation of Moon Knight in the, in the cartoon, I found was very, uh, I'd say very kind of generic. I mean, if you knew nothing of the character, it would be a guy who dresses up as Moon Knight. He's got Egyptian themed weapons, but they're all kind of te- tech 
like gadgets. Uh, he even has that ankh, which shoots something, um, and and he's a, a good fighter. And that's that's really what you see from him. But you don't you don't get the the deeper levels for me for what Moon Knight is. And and Orion, I'm sure you know where I'm heading. Oh yeah, um, he's yeah. yeah his DID, like his the big thing about about Moon Knight is his identities, and also you can also argue the fact uh, his connection with Conchu, and both of those I thought were were quite. Um, quite ignored i think in this yeah there there's definitely um like the only thing outside of the base character of moon knight that was ever touched upon was the fact that he was going in his backstory as to why moon knight hadn't been seen for months the reason he had quit being moon knight because he had apparently failed to save a loved one and that and that makes me think it's like well it could either be it most likely is Marlene his love interest that some something happened and she's dead now or maybe it could have been like Frenchie his best friend yeah i mean well that's another good point as well uh not that this is that is a moon knight show you know it is obviously a spider-man show you can only fit so much in but uh another thing that's integral to Moon Knight is his supporting cast, like like Marlene. And I guess they address that by just saying, yeah, well, they've died in this universe, or, or at least one of them, as you mentioned, Orion, a loved one. Um, so he's very much on his own. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I find a lot of missing elements to, to um, Moon Knight. And yeah, that's, that is the only um, very kind of um, fine connection that you could um, place Moon Knight with the comics that mentioned, but they di- they've died. So in this universe, it's very different. Um, but I did like how he was reluctant and how he was basically very kick-ass, if I can say that. I mean, for someone who hasn't got any superpowers and he can whop the Hulk, the venomized Hulk with a staff is pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Well, maybe he does. Does he have strength or something around here? Did they did they mention that he has like um, strength from the moon? I, I believe. I, I no, mm, no, no, they, no. Not. I okay. I just I just watched it like a couple hours before this recording, so right. no, they didn't. Um, but I will say that the only the really besides his design, um, the only thing that really stuck out for me for Moon Knight was a single line. A single quip he had towards Spider-Man that was, um, "You you elevate asking dumb questions to an art form." I love that line. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was good. Yeah, yeah, that was very cool. There was some really, really like nifty writing in this episode. I mean, um, James Dimatius is no no slouch and no um, new newbie when it comes to writing cartoons as well. Um, I felt that like you know with Moon Knight in this episode. And I might be reaching out here a little bit, but you could potentially have just replaced him with any other street-level vigilante. Um, you know, it could could have, I dare say, be the Punisher or you know someone like Night Thrasher or someone, um, because because there was no none of that element of, of Moon Knightness rather than the 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 look. You know what I mean? Like he he's faced loss and he's kind of jaded and he's now retired. Uh, that could really be any any vigilante. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, he did look cool. I did I did like it. I mean, he did look cool. So it's it's always fun to see him on screen. Yeah. 
And um, let me see here. I'm trying to think. Uh, I wanted to touch upon um, at least voice acting for for Moon Knight. Um, what what were your thoughts with uh, the voice actor? I'm trying to look up who it was. Oh yeah, I I saw that name as well. It's not Gideon Emery. It's another another guy. Um, uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought it was good. You, you're kind of typical brooding, dark kind of uh, street level hero. I think um, if if I was to compare with the other appearances, uh, I thought the first one in Ultimate Spidey uh, that was way over the top. It was kind of similar to. Well, yeah, a bit more, a bit more hammy. Okay, uh, the yeah, second I got, one. Is- I got the I got the yep. names now. Um, so the first one from Ultimate uh, Spider-Man was uh, D- uh, Diedrich Bader. Oh, really? Okay, yep. cool. And awesome. then the one from Avengers Assemble was Gideon Emery. Yes, who happens to also be I don't know a little bit of a fun fact. He was uh, one of the Russian brothers in Netflix's Daredevil. Oh um, yes, yes, I remember yeah, he, that. He was a guy that, yeah, he's a guy that got his head kind of taken off, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but that's Gideon Emery, yeah. And then this one was Peter Giles. Okay. Ah, okay. I haven't, I haven't yeah. heard of Peter Giles. No. What, what did you think of his voice? I think it was probably the edgiest of the three. <laughs> that's what I was actually going to say. Yeah. Like. It was just, it just, he just came out super edgy, like, oh, I'm, I'm such a badass, oh, you yeah, better fall. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. A bit, a bit of clean Eastwood in there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bit of Dirty Harry. Um, yeah, to the point where I was listening to it and thinking, how does he, like, I'm trying to figure out which throat muscles to use to do that as well, as well, because it, uh, when I was, when I was listening to him, I'm like, this is Punisher. This isn't Moon Knight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even had a five o'clock shadow too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 But I, mean, I, 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 I thought it was kind of interesting um, that he's uh, holed up in a sewer, which uh, for for those who are not huge Moon Knight fans, um, uh, the Midnight Man. Uh, was mm. all about living in the sewers, and he has his own base in the yes. sewers. So I was like, hey, maybe he he got that from the Midnight Man or something. Yes, absolutely. Uh, there's also I took it as a slight reference, and this is to be a little bit geeky. Uh, I think it was more towards the um, the Benson run. Um, oh yeah, uh, when he he's kind of dwelling uh, in in the sewers, and he's a uh, kind of hiding out as well. Yeah. Uh, di- different situation. Obviously, the the world is being taken over by by symbiotes in this one, but um, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's the only time I can think of that he's been kind of in the sewers. It's like he's been ready this whole time; like he had everything conveniently in the sewers. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Is, uh, um, his safe house might be his safe house. I will say one more thing. I, I like I, I did like how okay because like throughout the episode. He's already lost faith in humanity. He knows that he thinks that the symbiotes are going to take over the world, and you know Spider-Man's trying to, uh, you know, make him, you know, tell him that everything's going to be okay. And and there's there was one part I actually did like where um, Aunt May was, you know, she had like a, a sonic gun, and um, and you know, obviously she told him about the whole 
saying about with great power comes great responsibility. And I liked how Moon Knight also said it to Spider-Man just to get him mm. back to the way he was. So that was pretty cool. And that was yeah, quite yeah. quite the revelation there that now we have Moon Knight knows Peter Parker's identity. He's like, hey, that's that's, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was from yeah that that from 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 Aunt May saying that right yeah so, yeah yeah um, yeah. Well, what did you think of um, Moon Knight's introduction into the episode? I thought it was very kick-ass myself, Mark Spector <laughs> in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. what I really what I really enjoyed in this episode, and it was um, done really well, I thought was. Um, there were characters who who I thought would be there with Spidey at the end, you know, at least meeting up with Moon Knight, like uh, Ironheart. Uh, even when they met up with Dagger, with Cloak and Dagger, I thought, you know, they're going to save them, but they kept on getting possessed, you know, and, and Spidey kept on becoming the, you know, he again and again became the only one left. Um, and so I thought that was really cool. So when he finally was, his back was against the wall and Mark Spector comes out, with a big bazooka, <laughs> um, uh, I thought that was a whole lot of, a whole lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. totally was. <laughs> and I like the fact that um, Moon Knight, his primary weapon when he was Moon Knight was just that his um, staff, because like that's that's totally Moon Knight right yes. there. And then you you like the the other things he's like his his uh, crescent darts, which is cool. His mm-hmm. um, his uh, spiked gauntlets, that was cool. Oh yes, he had them. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was like, wow, man. In a children's show, he had spike collars. Okay, (laughs) that's kind of extreme. Exactly. And then, and then they brought back the 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 uh, the Ankh in a very interesting way because he used Mm. to have the Ankh back in the uh, Visakonshu era and with the Wessex Coast Avengers. And really, he just threw that around in place of his his uh, his moon darts. And this one is a blaster. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of that, Aron? I wasn't too... I was kind of like, oh, did you have to go there for that? <laughs> at, at least um, at least the way he was using it, the way he was holding it was mm. okay to me because if he started like using it where he had his hand in the ring and he was using the um, the pointy end of the onk to blast, I've been like, oh, that's, yeah. too, that's too reminiscent of um, the Zodiac. From Marvel. Oh, like, yes. Uh, and I don't like the Zodiac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I reckon this is a small quibble. They could have at least, he could have at least painted it gold or something. Yeah. <laughs> just seemed, it didn't seem to go with him. It, it seemed to be just a, it might have been a, like a make, I don't know. He's not really an inventor. I was about to say it might have been a makeshift weapon that he put together, but it's pretty sophisticated if it is. Um, it's powered by his faith. Uh, to Kanchu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I would have been so good to see Kanchu there. That would have been, you know, at least as a, a devil on his shoulder or something. Um, but, uh, I, you know, obviously take it. It's a Spider-Man show, not, not a Moon Knight one. Yeah. Well, we'll get that in the, in the Disney Plus series. There's, there's one other person we still haven't seen. And unfortunately, oh, yes. oh, uh, our the, other fellow co-host... This show is called Maximum Venom. Um, bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maximum Venom. So, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, uh, our co-host, uh, Bizarre, a.k.a. Aaron, is not here. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'll take a page out of him. Because I know he would be saying this. He would be like, but where's Eddie Brock? 
where is Eddie Brock? Uh, so there's no Eddie Brock in this episode, ladies and gentlemen. We're uh, we're still waiting on that, but uh, we'll see if he'll show up. Yeah. Now that's that's the thing is that you know the way this episode ends is like oh they have the symbiote ev- ev- uh, invasion and they beat back all the symbiotes because they made Groot into anti venom, which is something else we're going to have to touch on because uh, yeah, uh, but. Um, yeah. But they stop the symbiote evasion, and everyone's happy at the end. And then, of course, there's the, the ominous uh, guy taking the uh, the seed, which I I think that's going to be because um, I know that earlier in the season, uh, Max Modell was being hounded by oh, man, who was it? Um, the Kirk lizard. Connors. Yeah, Kirk Connors. Uh, I uh. I feel like I feel like he's he's doing something because he was taken over by Venom at one point. Um, so yeah, that was yeah, him laughing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so even though it seems like, oh, maximum venom is done. They had the symbiote invasion. It's not guys, because this is only episode three of six for the season. We have three halfway there. Three, halfway Ooh. over. Yeah. So, and the guardians of the galaxy are still venomized. Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. Yes. And so plenty of loose ends still to, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so there's right. there's still a chance for Eddie to come back, and at some point we're supposed to be seeing Scream, Scorn, and Mania, apparently. Yeah. So <laughs> who are only going to be like side characters you only see for like a couple seconds, and they're gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know I know Aaron, he's going to really rip this series apart if uh, Eddie doesn't come back. But uh, you know, it's it's been interesting so far. So we're. Yeah, we're 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 halfway there, but we're gonna see what's gonna happen. We're gonna see how this plays out. So, yeah. yeah. All right. So then, um, let's move on to uh, Groot. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I, uh, like how, how central I'm sure you guys have. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure you have plenty of opinions on this. Yeah. The fact that he became anti-Venom is like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, it was I, bad, I, it was bad I, enough I, when uh, Harry became anti-Venom in Ultimate Spider-Man. Don't, don't, oh, that's, that's, that's still <laughs> cringy to me, but still, like, I, I like, okay, I, I somewhat, I kind of spoiled myself, I did see leaked images of him being anti-venom like wait what is this is this a joke and i'm is this like a a a wrong animation recolor this this has to be a joke but no so basically how they stop almost most of the symbiotes is that um uh spider-man and uh what's his name max model yeah so they both go back to his old laboratory and they have to find this gadget of some kind i forgot what it was and apparently in this universe uh baby groot has some sort of antibodies that they would just convert into anti-venom and i'm just like okay that uh, i don't see how that really works but okay they but again they just they just roll with it and, and they just save the day like that and i'm just like okay then <laughs> all right so whatever but, but works it was just it was just most annoying that <laughs> You know, him being the whole I am Groot, I am Groot thing. Then when he's venomized, he's I am Venom. I was like, oh I am gosh. Venom. And I'm like, no, Venom, you're saying you're and, wrong. And then when he's anti Venom, it's I'm anti Venom. Like, oh my god, this. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, is just dumb. Maybe, 
Maybe the symbiotes uh, have taught him, uh, you know, or have moved his mouth for him to say that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, you know, kids in this day and age be like, ah, I, I am Venom, I am Anti-Venom. Like, no, it's we, it's we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so maybe Groot aside, it's like, he's still anti-venom dr strange went off to, with him to try to cure the uh the guardians of the galaxy which i'm sure is not going to work because that they're going to yeah. be the ones to bring the second invasion and um what's interesting is that before the series was uh aired like long before when it was um first being announced and everything um we learned that donny cates current writer of the venom series had some sort of uh, consulting role in uh, writing oh. the uh, Maximum Venom storyline. And for everyone uh, in the Venom Discord and everything, we're all like, you know it's probably going to tie into Null somehow. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of thinking maybe we'll see Null in the second half of Maximum Venom. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Like we, We've known that uh, he would have some sort of part to play, but as of now, like we haven't had any hints or any indication. Uh, maybe he might show up in a, in a uh, post credit scene. I hope, but again, there's three more episodes. So again, it's just all speculation at this point. So, yeah. yeah. What well, what are your thoughts on, on if null does appear? Cause I know you guys in previous discussions um, kind of feel, I, I feel um, you guys feel a little bit, it's been overplayed null in the comics and and it's always oh, yeah. connected back to null yeah it's getting a bit tired like yeah mm-hmm. on our last episode we really expressed that okay okay donnie we we get it we know we we've heard this a thousand times just God's could you coming. just just yeah can you just <laughs> give it a rest we we want to see this brand new virus character that's coming out soon let's get to know him before we do this null event you know so yeah, yeah. Well, he's he may be turning up again, even in, in animated form. So, yep. But um, yeah. Besides all all that, um, another little nitpick I had was the fact that these characters calling themselves Venom, while at the same time saying we're getting vengeance for Venom because he killed him. It's like, so is this a um, what was it from from? I think it's from Braveheart or something, or no, it's, I, I've never watched the movie, so forgive me here, but you know, it's where the crowd starts to say, you know, I am this person, I am this person, I am this person. It's like, you're all saying oh, Venom. Yeah. yeah. In solidarity. Oh, right. in, yeah. Okay. Right. It's like, are you really yeah. Venom or are you just nameless symbiotes who are just saying I am Venom? I think they're just nameless symbiotes. Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah, just, that, I'm just yeah. going to call, I, uh, Iron Man symbiote Dreadface because he looks like Dreadface. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I just just give me a crowbar already. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, crowbar again! <laughs> <laughs> crowbar. All soon right. Orion, um, soon. Yeah. So, any parting thoughts on Maximum Venom Episode Three: Vengeance of Venom? Um. Yeah, uh, uh, Carlos, if you did, you have any thoughts? Uh, you, you you can go first, and I'll go second. 
Okay. Um, just like uh, random thoughts now going through. Uh, I thought Doctor Strange was pretty cool. I like actually the voice actor for Doctor Strange. Uh, they seem to be trying like very tangentially to get something um, ar- around the the intonations of Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, I, th- I thought he was pretty cool. I was surprised when he actually got taken. I mean, I know inevitably they're all going to be <laughs> like possessed, but I was along for the ride. So when uh, when he came back, Doctor Strange was he? Um, uh, is it? Did he call himself Symbiote Supreme or something? Yes, or, Symbiote or, Supreme. Um, and yeah, I, and I, I just <laughs> keep I keep hearing Symbiote Supreme. Um, give me some sour cream. You know, Taco Bell. <laughs> it's like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, so he was pretty cool, very powerful, uh, and yeah, um, it was good to see, I think, like, as an offside that Aunt May, actually, there was like a human resistance as well, um, so they're not, it's not like everyone's kind of been taken over, there's a little band of them, um, so that was that was fun, Um yeah, but with Moon Knight, he uh, yeah, I, I was I was happy. It was a fun thing, and and as I said at the top of the show as well, um, I really do disconnect uh, Moon Knight, you know, in animated with with the comics. So just you know, no problem seeing him depicted as he was, um, you know, despite what I said about some of the things missing. Uh, understandable that you can only put so much in, in in a show and although this was about 45 minutes it was pretty good it's not as i say like a moon knight show it's more about spider-man so they did they did well enough for, for moon knight and he's got his urban wear the costume uh, was uh, i think really a nice take because it it showed a bit of practicality to it like his cape was almost like a almost like a <laughs> like a raincoat trench coat thing um but it was also um yeah just aesthetically good looking yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, no. As, as for me, um, I mean, I, I was really looking forward to this uh, six-part series. I mean, um, again, I I bought in a lot of the uh, the merchandise, like mostly the pops, some posters here and there. Um, but so far, the execution of the series hasn't been all that great. I mean, there are there. It has its strengths and weaknesses. Like for like again for Moon Knight to appear in this episode, it was great. I, I enjoyed it. The uh, at least I thought you know he he was he was great. You know he sounded really edgy and cool. Um, uh, but and but other than that, again the only thing that just was a little disappointing was the whole design, um, the designs of the venomized characters, how they were portrayed and all that. But I mean again, I hope that uh, at least by the end of this, it'll be at least decent but we'll have to wait and see but overall like it's it's not really too too bad so i can't really knock it down all the time so yeah yeah i will say that as someone who had watched the entire ultimate spider-man series beforehand and then watched all this series up until now um i feel like the ultimate spider-man did a better job with their symbiote saga even though they'd never even had eddie brock at all um, especially the Maximum Carnage episodes, those were actually decent, I, I believe. Um, this one is, it's okay. Maximum Venom, it's alright. It's not, it's not perfect, but it, it scratches the symbiote itch, I would say. Exactly. And, and it, and it feels like, I, I like to call this, um, 
I'm going to call this uh, Maximum Venom, the ghost, the very pale ghost of Web of Shadows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In a way, yeah. All right. Um, so I think that's all the time we have today to cover Maximum Venom. And uh, for our listeners of We Are Venomaniacs, uh, just so you know, we're probably not going to be reviewing the rest of the season at this point. Um opinions on the series and among the hosts and among our um our cadre of people on discord uh is pretty low on on the series overall so very unlikely that we'll touch upon this again if, if in passing um otherwise ray how about you give our listeners and your listeners a preview of what's c- upcoming in into the night yeah, well, uh, funnily enough as well, uh, we'll be reviewing uh, a comic book uh, comic book this this weekend. Uh, it's a new segment. It's called The Other Side of the Moon. It's, uh, it's a comic book where Moon Knight is in it, uh, but he can be really in it fleetingly. As long as he's in it, then um, we can... We can dub it, you know, a, a comic rife for, for reviewing. Uh, and, yeah, funnily enough, we'll be doing What If Volume 2, Issue 44, What If Venom Possessed the Punisher? Oh, um, I haven't read it yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Moon Knight's apparently in it. I've had a little quick flick through. I saw he's in it, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> it's qualified. Uh, but that should be quite interesting. Um, and uh, it, that will be up for our, our next episode, which will come out uh, for most people on Thursday. How funny the stars align mm. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good choice in the issue. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> have All you guys right. read it or I have or? not personally, no. no. I, I I've I've read the issue, but it was like a long time ago. I still have my copy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Cool. All right. Um and for We Are Venomaniacs, um, Right now, the only thing we have planned uh, for our show would probably be the next round of reviews, but since there are no Symbiote comics, I believe in July, if I remember correctly. Um, oh, we still have the, well, the free comic book day issue and then Venom 26. Are those in July? Yep. Okay. Because I know there was like a huge period when we weren't going to be having comics for a the while. only The only thing that's a little confusing... Um, Marvel has decided to put the free comic book day issue second, and then, well, Venom number 26 comes out, I believe, on the 15th of July, and then the free comic book day the next week after. But it's, like, yeah. a little conflicting because of Virus's uh, read- first appearance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to read the free comic book day issue first, and then number 26, but we'll see how that works out. Um... So yeah, like I said, we're probably not going to be doing any other episodes until we review those comics. Um, at some point, I'm going to have to... Because I, I remember... Well, I I know because I did this. Um, I know that earlier in the year I had mentioned that we were going to do a uh, symbiote... Uh, a Venom reading club in which we would go through all the comics from beginning until uh, Eddie Brock loses the Venom symbiote uh, right before Anti-Venom. Um, I still have that planned, but I just got to make a date for it. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll do that at some point. 
Um, otherwise, you can listen to We Are Venomaniacs on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, and iTunes, Google Play Music, and YouTube. And we can also be found on Twitter at WAV underscore podcast. Ray, uh, where can we listen to Into the Night and where can we find you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can catch us on all or most of uh, podcast platforms as well, uh, similar on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple iTunes, Google, uh, Stitcher, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can, if you'd like to talk Moon Knight and, uh, or even just drop a line, uh, our Twitter handle is at ITK Moon Knight. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash ITK Moon Knight, and we have a group um, and a lot of fantastic loonies there. It's great to, to chat with them all uh, on facebook.com slash group slash ITK Moon Knight. Yep, and cool. I've been to those places before. It's a great yeah. place if oh, you yeah. are looking for Moon Knight coolness, just go there. You know, you're you're among good fans there. Yes. <laughs> All right, and then uh, you can check out We Are Venomaniacs Discord server, where you can geek out with the community of Venomaniacs like us. And um, finally, just thank you for partnering with us today on this crossover episode and talking Venom and Moon Knight with us, Ray. Oh, it's been it's been really fun. I've, I've always loved to come on um, We Are Venomaniacs, so thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, it was it's it's fun to see Moon Knight and uh, and Venom kind of cross paths. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare for them to do that. All right, and then as always, thank you to my fellow co-host Carlos for joining me today. Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you Ray for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, no worries. And thanks to the Venom site for permitting us to make this podcast under the TVS banner and all of your generous support. And finally, thank you, loyal listeners and fellow Venomaniacs and loonies. You guys make an awesome community, and it's an honor to be your voice on the airwaves. Together, we are Venomaniacs and loonies. And now a word from one of our partners at The Collective, a network of superhero podcasts. Hi, I'm one of the High Priests of Conchu Ray, and I have the sacred privilege of providing you, the loony listener, with a podcast honouring Marvel's very own Moon Knight. Want to learn more about the Fist of Conchu in comics? You got it. We review all current and classic runs from Mensch to Houston to Lemire. Want to know where else to find the Avatar of Vengeance? Glad you asked. We also review action figures, video games, animation, TV, anything and anywhere Moon Knight is featured, we've got it covered. All this along with any latest news which may feature our White Knight, week in or week out. So join me and a host of others at Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Into the Night... A Moon Knight podcast. It's time to get your conchu on.